0: And uh, Gordon's going to be doing a mini-series every so often uh, a fresh look at spiritual gifts. So uh, Gordon, thank you, All Richard
1: you Hi, well welcome this morning I'm going to do something that's a little bit different I actually haven't ever done anything like this before um, and as Richard said, we're just gonna just have a fresh look in this congregation, at the gifts of the Holy Spirit and what, on what they are. And the, this is the first part of the series. We don't, I don't know how long it's going to go for or how many sessions we're going to do. We're just going to go and see how we flow. I don't, mean, don't know how long this talk's going to go for. <laughs> just to get i the se- series, the talk will be about 25 minutes. Um, so the, this is the first one is, is I'm starting with the first part of the, the talk. I've, I've titled it... The Holy Spirit, the giver, because I wanted to start with him. Before we start digging into what gifts are all about and things like that, I want to just start with the Holy Spirit himself. So the foundation chapter for the whole series is going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. So I'm going to read the first 11 verses of that and then we're going to go from there. It says, Now about spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters... I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray by mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus be cursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gift, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them, and in, and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. For there is given through, through the same Spirit, through the one Spirit, a message of wisdom. To another, the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by this one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between Spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And still to another, the interpretation of tongues. All... These are the work of the one and the same Spirit, and it is he who distributes them to each one, just as he determines. So that's going to be what we're going to be looking at over, the, over this season. And I just wanted to just start with my own story, where I first encountered <laughs> the Holy Spirit and his gifts for the very first time in my life. Now, I was, a, I was a teenager and I attended church all of my life. And my experience of church was rather like this. It was a place where you'd go, you would sing songs, people would worship Jesus, they loved Jesus, they would um, teach and preach from the Bible, we would read the Bible, we would pray, um, we would take communion. And that was probably the extent of what Christian experience was like for me and for anything that I'd ever known. And when I was a teenager at school, I came across these different type of Christians who seemed a little bit odd and unusual to me because they talked about things that were totally outside of my church or Christian experience. They talked about God healing people. They talked about things called prophecy. They talked about speaking in tongues. These are things I'd never, ever heard of, even though they're in Scripture. And I'd never seen anything like this in church, never experienced it at all. So, one evening I was lying in the bottom of my bunk bed when my brother was was on the top bunk, we used to share a, a bedroom, and I started praying and I started calling out to God in a, in a way that I probably hadn't before and I started asking him that if this, this was for me, I really wanted it. I really wanted this Holy Spirit like this. I really wanted these gifts like this. And I began to pray on my bed and as I began to pray on my bed, I felt like for the first time this like power coming on the inside of me. It was hard to describe. But it was like a power on the inside of me and an incredible peace on the inside of me. And it started welling up inside. It was like, something's going on here. And I was lying on the bed and I was praying and this was going on. And then before I know it, it was almost like this whoosh of a dam burst. And this new language from the Spirit just started coming out of me. And I just started praying instead of this... Prayer that was asking God to give me the Spirit. I just suddenly started praying this completely unknown language, just coming out. It was just welling out from me, and that was the beginning of my journey with the Holy Spirit. And one of the things that that I would say about that journey is that when I looked at Scripture and I, look, I read in Scripture about what church was like, and what the way these gifts of the Spirit were like, and the way the supernatural of God was like, and then I looked at the experience in my own life, I just felt it was just so lacking. It was so, there was such a massive gap, and even in church there were little snippets every now and again of something that was like this, but a lot of the time it was just seemed such a, 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 a gap between that. And even though we've come on a long journey over many years since then, I still feel that on the inside something quite often. And that's part of the goal of this series is that we won't be uninformed. That at this congregation, let's go on a journey together, not just a teaching series, to experience and enhance our encounters with God and the supernatural of the Spirit. Now, when you're preparing a talk, if you've done a number of talks, um, you Providing you, you're diligent in studying the scriptures and you can get your thoughts organized and jotted down and you commit it to God and ask him to be with you and you're relatively okay at communicating and probably chucking a few anecdotes, usually you can deliver a pretty okay talk, you know, particularly if you've done it for a while. The problem with this talk is that if in this series, if it's just like that, then it's going to be no more than hot air. Because unless the Holy Spirit is genuinely partnering in what we're doing and we're genuinely going on a journey to experience and encounter these gifts of the Spirit, it literally is just words. Um, and I, so I come to you quite weak and sort of saying we're just going together here rather than me as the expert coming to deliver some talk. And. I want to start with the, where it begins at the beginning by saying, I don't want us to be uninformed. So I want to like Claire, if you could just bring up that diagram. Claire's been wonderful translating my hieroglyphics into this wonderful presentation. So thank you, Claire, so much. Um, and what I wanted to do was when you read in Scripture and you're reading through Scripture, the word gifts is used <coughs> a lot. It's quite an important topic. But there are different types of gift, and sometimes it's helpful when we don't want to be uninformed to just understand. Now, this diagram and the things that come from it are actually going to form the basis of actually the next talk. So we're going to dig into this next time. But for this time, I want you just to introduce you to it just so we can get an idea of where we're going. And what what I've got is on this diagram is we've got different broad types of gifts. So the first type here are what are natural talents. These are things that when we're born, they're like se- the seeds of these are at us in birth. Have you got the, the little example? Thing? Thanks, Claire. So these can be all sorts of things, and I've just listed some of them there. And, and they're, they're, they're natural talents that we have, that, that as we then follow Jesus, he can then empower and equip those things and turn them into something effective for his kingdom. But they are not, they're, they're sort of what we call natural sort of gifts, and we'll look at that next time because it's not as simple as just saying they're natural. But that they are seeded at birth. There's nothing we can do about those. We have them. All we can do is develop them and so we'll look at them next time. Then we've got this category of gifts here. And this category of gifts here, this is, this is, these are gifts that are actually people gifts. And these are where people have got are serving the church in some way and they themselves are the serving <coughs> gift to the church. Is that able to pop up? Oh, there we go. And there, there's, there's some examples of some of them that are given in scripture. And these are, yeah, and, and so they've got those. And then we've got here what, the, what we're talking about here, the gifts of the Holy Spirit that we read about today and they're I've listed them down there. And these intersections are actually quite important. And we'll look at those next time, how they all actually do interconnect and interduct. And that's going to be next week's, sorry, 28th's talk. But just to give us a bit of a foundation, just keep that in mind that that's, that's how, those are broad categories of gifts that are described. So we are looking primarily this time at what's sitting in this, circle here, but next time we will broaden it out and narrow it down a little bit. So is that okay for everybody so we just know where we're going? As I say, it's sometimes it can be a little bit confusing when we're reading scripture when these things are all listed in different sorts of ways, and so it's just helpful just to have them like that. So I've just got my first point is about, when we're talking about this topic today, is about the Holy Spirit, the giver. and The thing about the Holy Spirit is that when we're looking at these gifts and all the others really as well, He is described as both the giver of the gift and the distributor of the gift. He's the source, He's the one that they come from. And sometimes I've been to um, sort of Christian training sessions where they sort of try and train you to, to use the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I actually have a problem with some, some of these that I'd wanted just to, just to come down because they seem to start from the point of trying to draw something out from within you. So trying to get you to share what's inside you and what you, you bring something out. Yeah? And the problem that I have with that is, is that actually it's got to start from the Holy Spirit, not from within you. Yeah. It's starting from the Holy Spirit. He's the giver of the gifts. He's the one that distributes them. He's the one that starts. Because if we don't have anything inside us, we don't have the spirit in us, and we're trying to draw something out, all we're going to draw out from us is is, um, our intuition, our feelings, our emotions, our thoughts, our imaginations, all that kind of stuff, and that can take us off down the wrong, wrong path. We can only use the gift of the Spirit, we can only use the Spirit if we've already been given it by the Spirit. And he's the one that gives according to his will. And I just want us to start there, really, because it, 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 it can sometimes cause stress and pressure and confusion and that. But if we realise he's the one, that's where it's coming from from him, not from within us. But then once we've received the gift that he's given us, then there is something to give out. Because, it, because there was a story where Peter and John, they'd, they'd spent three years with Jesus, where Jesus had imparted into them, he'd shown them himself, he'd put into himself and then they'd received the powerful experience on the day of Pentecost when they were when they received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And there was a disabled beggar that was at the side of the road, and they said to the disabled beggar, What I have, I give to you. And they used the gift of healing and they healed this guy. And it and then then at that point they were drawing what was within them. But it was within them that had come. In the first place, from the Spirit. Does that make sense to everybody? So, and say, and I wanted us to start there, really, because we can only we can only use, we can only give what we've been given. Jesus said, "You freely received, freely give." So we need to start this whole season with saying, "We need the Holy Spirit to be the giver to us. He is the giver. It's not within us. It's it's." From him, he is the source. And the, there was a story in the book of Acts where um, where Paul came across this, this group of Christians. They were followers of Jesus, and, they, and, they, a, a, and he, he, he realised that something was a little bit missing with them, a bit like I was when I was a teenager. And he said to them, he asked them his question, he said to them, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? Have you received the Holy Spirit? And they said, no, we never even heard of the Holy Spirit, a bit like I was. And it turned out that they'd been baptised in water, and he, Paul explained to them about, about following Jesus and that. And then it says that after that, he placed his hands upon them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. And my question that I want to throw out to us to start with today is: we're going to go on this journey with gifts. But my first question really is: have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? Have you had that encounter where you've had the power and the dynamic of the Spirit just come and fill you? Because that's where we need to start this morning. And this is real basic stuff for some of us. But it's important that I ask that question because we need to start there on that journey. Now, the thing about the gift of the, gifts of the Holy Spirit is, and the gift of the Spirit is, that it's for everyone, for all who believe. It says in Acts chapter 2 that, that he will pour out his Spirit on everybody. Sons, daughters, old, young, men, women, and future generations. So that's who he is. He wants to pour out his Spirit on all of us Today. And so, and in his nature, he is a generous giver. It is part of who he is. He's here, he's generous, he's not holding back. Jesus said that if someone asks the Father for the Spirit, he won't give them something else instead. And I want to encourage us this morning to ask the Spirit to come and fill us again, and to fill us for the first time if we've never received it. He wants to give us gifts. He wants to give us gifts. And I had this impression, like a picture, and I saw us here in this congregation and probably the other congregation as well, and, it, and I was, it was like I was looking down from up above the granary building, and there we were doing our church activities and we were carrying out our church activities and we were singing our songs and worshipping. and. We were doing our talks, and we were doing all the things that, that, that that's involved in church. And sitting above the granary building was this bright white cloud. And this bright white cloud was just totally impregnated with the presence of God and the presence of the Holy Spirit. But it was like there were like whiffs of this little cloud that were coming down, and every now and again they were like drifting amongst us. And we would catch a little bit of it. And I was looking at, I was looking at this little cloud, and I was saying, "But why isn't the cloud on us? Why, why are we not in the middle of the cloud? Why, why is it just the little whiffs?" And it was almost like I heard the voice of the spirit say, "All you've got to do is ask. All you've got to do is ask." So when I asked and said, "Holy Spirit, will you just come, let the cloud come upon us?" The cloud came. Whoo. No just simple, it's real simple stuff. And then when the cloud came, you could feel the presence of God, but you could feel something in the cloud. And it's like you could reach out and you could take things out of the cloud. They were so tangible, and these things were gifts, the gifts of the Spirit. They were there in the cloud just to be taken, just to be received. And I'd just like to encourage us, let's ask. He's just wanting us to ask. And it says in the chapter that we read that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are the manifestation of the Spirit. A manifestation, that is is a visible evidence of something that you can't see. That's what a manifestation is. Yeah. So it's saying that these gifts, these things that we read down here, these things here, what they are is, is they're evidences, they're manifestations of the Holy Spirit. It's quite interesting that the other types of gifts that we look at are very much manifestations of who we are meant to be, aren't they? You know, if we have artistic or musical abilities or something like that and we fulfill those, that's a fulfillment of who we are and who God's made us to be. But these gifts to the Holy Spirit are actually manifestations of who the Holy Spirit is. And so, uh, and it says that they're manifestations of him for the building up and for the common good. So they're not for us to fulfill who we are, but they're for us to demonstrate who he is. He is the spirit of wisdom. He is the one who has all knowledge and understanding. He is the one who has dynamite, dynamic, miracle-working power. That's who he is. He is the healer. He is the compassionate one who wants to heal. He is the giver of faith. He has faith in him. It's part of who he is. He knows the mind of Christ, it says, doesn't it? That the spirit is the one that knows the mind of Christ. So he then reveals. That's what part of what prophecy is when we look when we get to prophecy. Part of revealing what's going on in the mind of Christ. He is the revealer. He knows what's going on in the spirit world, so he can see what different spirits are. The, the tongues is the, described as the language of the spirit. That's his language that we're speaking. So when we speak in that, we're speaking mysteries and from his spirit and he understands what those different angels is why he'd interpret them so that's what these gifts are they are they are manifestations of him amongst us so that's why that's so important that the way that we use them is used in the way he wants them used that's why it says if you want to excel in the, the, the gifts you do it with love because that's who he is, he's, the love, he's, he's a, a loving God. Because they're not manifestations of who we are. They, they're described as for building up, because that's who he is, he's a builder-upper. They're for encouraging, they're for comforting, because he's the comforter. So when we're using these gifts, it's, it, it's us, he's using us to demonstrate who he is. And therefore, I'd like to say, they're not just an optional extra for the church. They are actually the evidence that the Holy Spirit is amongst us, guys. Yeah? If they're not you being used, then there isn't that same evidence of the Holy Spirit amongst us. Quite blunt, that, but that's kind of what it says. That's what manifestation means. Seeing, that's how you see the Holy Spirits amongst us, these these kind of things here. And one thing that's quite sad is, is that many churches, they have a reputation of being charismatic, don't they? They're big, they're, they're lively, they're full of action and activity. They often have awesome music where you can just worship Jesus. They're very organised, Their preaching is probably a lot better than the mumbling words that I probably bring. You know, they have that kind of reputation. And yet, where's the evidence of manifestation of these gifts of the Spirit amongst the people? Because it's given to all these. This is, this is described as something for all. This isn't, for the, this isn't a preacher performance sermon. Do you know what I mean? This, this is about... The, now there might be different church traditions and different ways we do things, and they might look very differently, because again, when we come to look at them in, in one of the sessions on how we do them in church, it says they look differently, they're different types, they work differently, different people, gift, you know, prophecies subject to the prophet, you know, that they are, they, they, they are very different in how they would work, but that's the question, and that's the challenge for us. Let the cloud fall upon us, hope. Let, let them be a... Let them be part of who we are. I'm going to have a quote from Terry Virgo. He, he was the founder of the movement of churches that we're part of. And he did a tweet the other week. He sort of, he's been helping me prepare some of these talks. So I found a few little tweets from him, actually. And he's, he's sort of going. So, and here's the one he says. He says here, To accept that the gifts of the Spirit are still available... Today, but not to seek them earnestly, is to devalue them and regard them as unnecessary or maybe only a nuisance. Isn't that... And, you know, one thing that I found really sad a few years ago is I actually heard someone talking about how they did church and this was a person with a reputation for gifts of the Spirit and he said, oh, well, we're, we're we're stopping the... That people contributing and the gifts that operating because we find it an interruption to the flow of the spirit because the <laughs> because the worship leaders and the worshippers have been practicing a week and whatever and if people come and share things and uh, 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 it's interrupting okay, okay. A different idea of how I read the New Testament um, so. I just but I just want us to earth ourselves back in who we are as hope and just bring ourselves back to ourselves because we're the congregation that, that we've got a responsibility for, not someone else's, and actually say, are we earnestly desiring the gifts of the spirit? Are we seeking them? Is that our priority? for the way that we structure and do uh our, our our meetings and that's not aimed at the leaders of the meeting by the way because i know that they are we would be very free and open if <laughs> that's a challenge to us when we when we come is that a, is that a priority for us um because in conclusion i just wanted to wrap up and say that it says about the Corinthian church, who weren't the best of churches around, but it actually says about them that they didn't lack any spiritual gift amongst us. And even though I don't know how we're going to get there, I've got a goal for these series to be a journey to make Hope Church different and to be make it a place where it's said it might not be, it might not... Have lots of things, but you can sure but sure know that they don't lack any spiritual gift amongst them. Very good. You know, uh, yeah, that's like a dream. And you know, I've never actually really seen that in any church I've been part of. I've seen little snippets, I've seen little whips of the cloud, but I've never actually seen the cloud totally amongst the whole church. I've been to meetings where it's been pretty powerful, usually because the person leading it is particularly gifted. Um, But I've never, I'm really honest, I've never seen it to such a point that the people organising the meetings are having to deal with some of the stuff they're dealing with in Corinthians here, with trying to administer it in the right way. We'll come to that when we do the, how you organise it in church. You know, most of the time it's encouraging us and next time we do it, we are going to look at some of the stuff that actually holds us back and stops us and why we don't always do step out in this sort of stuff. Like that's, that's for the next talk. But I'm going to wrap up this one by actually going back to all you've got to do is ask. And, I, I'm, and I'd like us to encourage us over the next season to, because we could easily just pray a quick prayer now, which we probably will do. But really, this is something that's got to build within our hearts mm-hmm. that we're beginning to pray for the gifts of the Spirit. When, when was the last time we were praying and saying, Holy Spirit, give me your gifts. Holy Spirit, pour out your gifts on me. <coughs> yeah, whatever, they might, whatever that might look like, I don't know. But let's just pray. Let, and for those of us that have had gifts in the past that we haven't used, it talks about fanning into flame those gifts. Let's fan into flame some stuff. Again, that's not, that's not a quick prayer job, that's us, ourselves, going away with the Father and with the Holy Spirit ourselves and saying, I, I want to stir this up, Lord. I want to stir this up. And I know that, you know, there's lots to learn in how we do it, but today it's just, let's, let's be askers. You know, the interesting thing about the Holy Spirit is he's powerful and awesome that he is. The scripture says that we can actually grieve him, we can quench him, we can, you know, it tells us to not despise prophecies. He doesn't impose himself, he's, he's cloud, he's like above there, saying all you've got to do is ask. Um, and one of the things that I agreed with Richard on these seasons is is that, that if we wanted to, we've got a, because we're 9.15 and the next lot don't come to 11. 15. We've got a little opportunity if any of us wanted prayer for anything, if we wanted to use that, well now we've finished and wound up. We can just pray for one another in this this time, we don't have to encroach upon the worship or anything else. We can when we're doing these, we can use that time to, to, do, to do that. If anybody, I say the important thing I think is that we need to be over the next few weeks praying for ourselves, but if anybody has not Knows that they've never received the Holy Spirit since they believe they've never received that baptism in the Holy Spirit. then I really encourage you to seek out one of the leaders here just to talk that through. And I say there is a little bit of chance here, and it's a bit of a luxury we've got in our congregation here to have that chance. Just just come and seek someone out and say, I've, I, I've never received the Spirit like you talked about. Since so, you know, would would you pray for me? I'd encourage you to do that. And if anyone wants prayer for anything particular to do with the gifts of the Spirit, we've got these particular, you know, we have got that slot. And I just want to just just let just people feel free to ask one another to to pray for them. If you, if you feel a bit uncomfortable with people breathing too close to you, we're happy to stand a distance. I know the scripture talks about laying on of hands, but if, if you feel uncomfortable with that, with the current Covid, then quite happy to <laughs> pray from a few feet away or um, whatever. Because I know it can be a bit difficult trying to communicate through a mask. So, but if again, if people feel that they want that, then just feel, <coughs> don't feel. <laughs> do ask rather than feel uncomfortable because of the Covid situation. Don't let that that, has, that stop us. And I'm just going to finish. I'm going to wrap up. I'm going to pray. But homework, if, if we like, is let's. Ask ourselves, Holy Spirit, I just want to ask you that your cloud will just fall upon this congregation. Holy Spirit, I just ask you that we will be a people who will be filled with your Spirit. Will you stir up the gifts? Will you teach us on your gifts? Will you be our teacher? Will you be our revealer? Will you come amongst us? I just pray that, that the Spirit of prophecy will be upon us, that there will be miracles and healings and wisdom and knowledge that, and, and languages of the Spirit just flowing amongst us. Amen.
0: Thanks thanks, Gordon, so a bit of homework, I'd suggest um, getting that passage out again, 1 Corinthians 12 at some point during the week and just read through it slowly, you can read it every day if you want and um, just pray, uh, ask God, uh, earnestly desire spiritual gifts, so it's, uh, there's a kind of, there's a perseverance and earnestness in there and uh, ask God, I, I love that, uh, you, you lack no spiritual gifts, that's a, just a great picture isn't it, wouldn't that be wonderful? If that was said of us, well, the organisation's a bit ropey, but they lack no spiritual gifts. Oh, the top floor isn't finished yet, but they lack no spiritual gifts. I think I'd settle for that personally. So uh, that, that would be great. I, I've got a little dream. When we start doing um, teas and coffees, when eventually we get on the top floor and, uh, and we're we'll able to have in between the service teas and coffees in here. I've, I've always had a dream of people, uh, gifts working, not just in the service at the front, but, but during the coffee time that some, someone sees you, you see someone crying over there and someone's going and comforting them and someone else has got a word of encouragement over here or a prophecy there. And uh, that's a bit of a dream I've got that fits in very well with what um, Gordon said. So, uh, so we're not going to do it at ministry time, except if you would like prayer, find someone that you think looks a bit trustworthy and you, uh, <laughs> you have confidence in them and, uh, and ask them to pray for you. Uh, so uh, otherwise, we've, we've got some time to mix with one another...